Luke chapter 15. I'm not going to read the story. You know the story on the prodigal son. It's verses 11 through 18. And I, listen, I could have stopped right there and we could have went home and had church. And you know me. I want the Holy Spirit to have His way and I want to flow. I don't have to preach if He don't want me to, but I feel such an unction for this little message right here. Somebody in this house needs this. In this story, there's a father who has two sons. The only other character mentioned is a nameless citizen from a far country that the younger son attaches himself to. In this story of the prodigal son, there's four characters that are mentioned and one character is just implied. His name is never mentioned. There's no reference to him. But there is a character in the text that is implied and that is Satan. And how many of you know today Satan always hides himself and he often doesn't come to the forefront because his strength is staying behind the scenes invisible lurking in the darkness and in this story we have a man who has two sons and the younger son says to his father give to me the portion of goods that falleth unto me now because he asked for wealth and goods and inheritance, we have often assumed that he asked because he was a greedy son. But I don't necessarily believe that was the entire case. This is not a rags to riches story. You've got to understand this was a young man born with the silver spoon in his mouth. He didn't ask his father for money so he could upgrade his standard of living. He was already born into money. He already had servants. He lived in a nice home. He already had people waiting on him. The problem was he was not satisfied with having those benefits in the house. He wanted control. Somebody say control. He had a lust for power. He wanted to be in control so he could do what he wanted when he wanted with what he had. And notice this as well. It was the younger son that asked for the inheritance, but the Bible says the father divided it unto them. He gave it to both sons, so both sons received. But isn't it funny sometimes how that when some get the blessing, they change. Some can receive a blessing from the Lord and still maintain their humility and focus, but others, the moment they get blessed or get favored or promotion, they start acting like uh, somebody you never knew. They can't handle it. It goes to their head. So this younger brother receives the blessing. It's not long until he becomes restless at home. Understand he's living in a blessed place. Somebody say a blessed place. His needs have been provided for up to this moment. He's comfortable. He's protected. He's favored. He's loved. He's blessed. He's living in a place of blessing. How many of you in this room are blessed today? We're blessed. I'm not just talking about money. I'm not talking about wealth. I'm talking about you can still be broke, 
busted and disgusted and still be blessed. I'm talking about you might have had to walk to church this morning for three miles and had to borrow your friend's shoes to get here, but you're still blessed. You may be sick and in the hospital, but you can still be blessed. You may be in the middle of the storm, but can still be blessed. Am I preaching to any blessed people here in this room today? Being blessed is not just about things. And the devil can't curse what God has blessed. So the devil knows we're blessed. And he's worried about you and me today. But in order to do what he wants to do with us, he's got to get us out. Got to get us out from our blessed place. He's got to do something to get us out of the house. I believe there's three quick areas that we're, if we're in, we're blessed. One of those is our covenant of marriage. How many knows He wants you to leave your covenant of marriage, but you need to stay in that blessed place. What God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Another blessed place is you got to stay in the house of ministry. Come hell or high water, if you're not here, you may miss a specific word or miracle God has for you. There is a blessing in the house of ministry if you're here. Another blessed place is to stay in the house of your mission or your God-given person. Don't leave it. Don't abandon it. Don't abandon God's will for your life. If you stay in His will, God will bless you. It's a blessed place. But the enemy wants to move you out. He wants to move me out. He wants to get us out of our blessed places of marriage and ministry and mission. See, the devil can't curse you which has been blessed. He knows if he can get you to leave the blessed places, he can perhaps cause you to curse your own self. The only thing we have to worry about is cursing our own self. We don't have to waste our time chasing down demons and looking for demons behind every bush and blaming this person or that person or trying to get somebody to change their mind and their opinion about us. We don't have to chase down gossip about us. Our blessing today is not dependent on anyone else's opinion. Our blessing is not dependent on who doesn't like me or who does like me who believes in me or who doesn't believe in me who is with us or who is not with us it doesn't depend on whether we succeed or not when God gets ready to bless us he'll cause our enemies to bless us he'll cause somebody that hates us to bless us God says I'll prepare a table in the presence of your enemies the only thing we've got to worry about today is cursing our own selves And the enemy knows the only way he can get you to leave the blessed place is to get you to curse your own self. The only way the enemy knew he could get the prodigal son to leave the blessed place of the house was to get him to leave so he sends a restless spirit upon the young son. I've never seen such a restless spirit moving in the church today among God's people. Come on. A restless spirit. People don't know what to do. They're not happy at home. They get to church and they get restless and they're not happy there and they can't wait to get back home. They get a restless spirit. 
People who are thin wanting to gain weight. People who are heavy wanting to get thin. A restless spirit. Young people wanting to get older. Old people wanting to get younger. People with long hair getting it cut. People with short hair letting it grow out. Come on. I'm not saying anything's against it, but there is a restless spirit to where we can't get settled. Come on, somebody. People with no hair trying to figure out how to grow it. Come on, somebody. Folks who have jobs trying to give them up and people who don't have them trying to get them. Folks who are married trying to get rid of their spouse and single folks trying to find the one for them. Restless spirit. And when a restless runaway spirit grabs a hold of you, you'll go over here and then you'll want to be over there. Satan will send a runaway spirit to cause you to want to run away from the church and run away from your spouse and run away from your family and run away from your job and run away from your mission in life because he knows if you stay in the blessed place, if you stay in the house, he can't stir up anything. He can't get to you because you're in a blessed place and what God has blessed nobody can curse. The Lord sent me here to tell somebody in this house, come on, come on, he told me to tell somebody here stay in the house don't leave the house stay in your blessed place of marriage, stay in your blessed place of ministry, stay in your blessed place of the mission even if you got tears in your eyes, stay in the house. Even if you feel like nobody appreciates you, stay in the house. Even if you're discouraged, stay in the house. Even if you're broke, stay in the house. Even if you're going through hell and high water and nobody understands, stay in the house. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Help me preach. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, stay in the house. Why should I stay in the house? Because if I stay in the house, there's a blessing coming my way. The only thing wrong with this prodigal son is he left the house. He left the blessed place and the enemy's saying, come on. Come on out of the house. I can't get my hands on you in the blessed place. I can't curse you if God's blessed you. Come out here where I'm at. Come on. That's what he does with temptation. He woos you and entices you he makes it look so nice and sweet and awesome come out here a little further try this do this come on come out of your house it's not going to hurt you come out and play somebody in here in this room has left the house to play come on and the enemy's saying I can't reach you there but I, if you'll come out here I can reach you the enemy's saying, I tried to get you through the car wreck, but I couldn't quite get my hand on you because God, uh, you were in the blessed place. I, I tried to get you through the sickness, but I couldn't quite reach you. I tried to get you through the divorce, but I couldn't get to you. I tried to drive you crazy, but I could not quite get you. I tried to get you through the addiction, but I could not quite take you out. I tried to get you with fear and anxiety, but I could not quite take you out. Come on out of the house a little further where I can get my hands on you. I need you where I can get my hands on you. So he sends a restless spirit and the prodigal son 
begins to come out of the house a little further and a little further. He had all of his inheritance. He had all his stuff. He's thinking, man, I've got it made. I've got money in my pocket that's burning. I've got money to blow. Everything is great. I've got my freedom from my family. I'm on my own. Look at me. I can do whatever I want. He leaves the blessed place. He's out there in the world doing his own thing. I've got the blessing of my father. And the Bible said as he stayed out there, out of the house, the Bible said he began to spend his substance on right just living substance here doesn't just mean money it's he started losing his integrity he was spending his integrity he was spending his morals he was spending his character he was spending his self-respect and self-esteem and the enemy said come on come on I, I got it and I need you to help me so I can curse you I can't curse you without your help come out here and play don't live right come on cheat come on mess around party it up come on let's make a deal so I can destroy you I can't do it without you because you're too blessed. Come on, I gotta get my hands on you. And the Bible says when he had spent all that he had, there arose a famine in the land. Watch this. See, some stuff don't happen until you lose it all. As long as you still got a little anointing and you got a, a little joy and a little hallelujah and a little glory to God and a little faith and a little praise. There's certain things the devil can't do to you but he'll wait until you've spent it all. He'll wait until you have nothing left. He'll wait until you're in want and when you have it in want and you're in lack, then you'll become desperate and desperate people do desperate things and the Bible says he went and then attached himself to a citizen of that country. Hear me carefully this morning. If you want to know who you really are, look at who you're running with today. Who do you feel most comfortable around? Who's, who calls you the most? Who, who's in your contact list that you text the most and talk with? Certain types of people cluster together and attach themselves together. They get into groups together and... You might have liars here and the cheaters here and the backbiters here and the moaning and complaining folk here and the little clique here. Listen to me, church. I'm not being rough and ugly. I'm being real with you this morning because the enemy's trying to get somebody out of the house and he'll use people to do it. He'll use the wrong influence to do it. Some of you are frustrated because you wanted to get in that little group and that little clique and you wanted to be a part of that. Quit crying over who doesn't like you. Quit crying over who doesn't call you or doesn't invite you to be a part of their. There's some folk you don't want to be with and don't attach yourself to them. You may be lonely, but bless God, at least you're saved. Come on, that's what matters. You may be by yourself, but you got Jesus. Come on, somebody. Quit letting the devil pressure you into attaching yourself to the wrong people and influences. The prodigal attached himself. He made an un unlawful connection. He became unequally yoked. See, you have to watch who you get tied up with because if you... Can I just preach plain southern preaching right here? I've heard this saying... If you lay down with the dogs, you're going to get fleas. 
I'm not knocking and putting people down, but I'm warning us today, we have got to be careful who we hook up with and attach ourselves with because not everybody is for our good and for our best. Some people are sent on assignment. They allow the enemy to use them to attach up with folk, to pull them out of the house and the blessed place and get them on a road of destruction. Come on, somebody. You've got to be discerning and you've got to be careful. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but I refuse to attach myself to people who want to bring me down, who want to pull me down, who want to pressure me, who want to try to influence me and tempt me to the wrong things. I've decided I want to be around people who say you can make it. You can get up. You can get over. I've come too far. I've been through too much. I don't have time to play games today. If you're not going to help me, loose me, untie me, don't hold me back because my God is calling me. He's got something he wants me to do. He's got a purpose for my life. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I'm coming out of this. The prodigal went so low that when he attached himself to a citizen of that country, the citizen sent him in the field to feed the swine. Watch this. Once people get you where they want you, they will use you and abuse you. And now he's found himself in the hog pen and the devil is licking his lips saying, look what I did. I got the son to come out of the house and play. I got the son into the hog pen. Watch this. Here's a king's kid basically in the hog pen surrounded by swine and there he is with mud and corn husks all over him climbing over the fence about to feed the swine and the devil saying come on just a little further come on in I've got you now take one more steps he, he come on he was reaching over and the demons I can see them clapping and cheering we got him he's ours now we've got him we got him he's come out of the blessed place this far and look where he's at he hooked up with the wrong influence and now that person has got him on the wrong road he's about to fall in head over heels into this mess at the pit at the bottom oh, we've got him now look what we did we couldn't curse him in his father's house but now we can curse him he's out of the blessed place he's out of the wheel he's out here and here he goes I can see the demons cheering we've got him now and the Bible says he would feign and he almost, he almost, he, he, he almost, he just almost. Some of you here are in despair, lower than low. You are so depressed that you almost, you, you, you almost, you were so low, you were so discouraged. You had got out of the blessed place and on a track that you shouldn't have been, and you, you, you almost. See, that's why I praise Him like I praise Him. That's why I try to preach like I preach and give Him my all. 
I praise Him for what He's done. I praise Him for saving my soul. I praise Him for redeeming me. I praise Him for healing me. But most of all, I praise Him for what I almost... There have been things in my life that I almost... If it, if it had been one more day, I would have crossed the edge. If there might have been one more bill, I might have almost. If there had been one more burden to bear, I might have almost. I almost. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I don't know where I would be today. I don't know what I'd be doing today. I almost. I almost. But isn't it amazing how God will stop by just in the nick of time and he stopped by Mount Holly Church today right on time for somebody to give them this word. It was a close call, but just in time, the prodigal son, the Bible says, says I came to myself. I came to myself. I came to my senses. I realized. I remembered who I was. I remembered the power of God. I remember that the Lord is able. I remembered what it used to be like in the house. And I've come to tell somebody here, hallelujah, it's not over. Come on, somebody. I've come, to, I've come too far today, I don't know about you, to let the devil have me now. I've been through too much to throw it all away. So the prodigal son throws down the slop. He throws down the drugs. Jugs. He kicks off the mud. He tells the devil, devil, I've changed my mind. I'm going back to the blessed place. I'm going back to my father's house. I'm going back. I've changed my mind. He thought he was going to get me, but I changed my mind. The devil thought he was going to drive me crazy but I, I changed my mind the devil thought he had me this time but I, I changed my mind the devil thought he was going to kill me but I changed my mind he thought he was going to make me backslide but I changed my mind he thought he was going to keep me from my blessing he thought he was going to keep me from my purpose he thought he was going to keep me from my family but I changed my mind and somebody here needs to change your mind you need to come to yourself. You've left the house. You thought it was what you wanted. But it wasn't and you realized it. You've come to your senses in the service. And it's time to come back home. That's what the Holy Spirit is whispering to me. Tell somebody it's time to return home. It's time to come back to the Father. It's time to come back to the blessed place. It's time to come back home. And the prodigal did. He almost, some of you are that close. Some of you have been that close. Some of you, this is your testimony already. But there's some here today, you need to make up your mind and come to yourself and change your mind because if you don't, the further you go away from the Father's house, the blessed place, your relationship with the Lord, it's going to be harder and harder and harder to turn back.